Hello, and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. We started talking about generosity last week, so I will not review much of any uh, on, on that. You know, um, the reason why we're generous is because we serve a generous God. You know, the, the very text that we can take that from is, For God so loved the world that he gave. He gave. And if he gave, then we give. Because our nature has become like him. And the Bible tells us in Galatians that the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, gentleness, goodness. And the Weymouth translation translates that word goodness as benevolence. The Phillips translation says it's generosity. Benevolence and generosity are very closely related. Benevolence is a desire to do good to others, an act of kindness intended for benefit rather than for profit. That person's benefit, not my benefit. Not profit on my end. Generosity is liberal in giving, unselfish, free from meanness or smallness of mind. And the reason we're not generous so many times, you know, has, there's many reasons. Sometimes it comes out of a place of, of how we were raised and the kind of mindset that we were raised with, the cir- circumstances that we were raised under. You know, like I told you last week, my family was raised, I was poor growing up. I mean, poor. You know, as, as a pastor, my father, my family lived in parsonages and, um, until he quit pastoring. And, and this one particular place we lived, you know, for uh, about six years, which was a long stretch for a pastor to be in one place back then, you could jump up and down the front porch and feel it all the way on the back because it was that rickety. You know, so, so we didn't have much. And consequently, I grew up with an, with an idea of, of, of keeping, hanging on to whatever I can get my hands on, you know, just in case I need it. You know, but as I grew in the things of the Lord, I found that there was more to deal with than that. You know, sometimes the situations that I currently find myself in cause me not to, to respond when God says to do something. You know, my generosity level is, is kept low because, because this current situation has got more of my attention. It's got more of, it's got me kind of bound up in that thing. And so I can't see how I could possibly afford to be generous with the situation that I'm facing. You know, it's just absolute fear is what it is. You know, sometimes because of the needs in our lives, we get into what we call survival mode. And bless God, I'm going to hang on to. You know, your body will do that. When it's, when it's, when it's attacked, when there's a problem like with, with circulation and stuff, your body will kind of will uh, bring itself into to protect the most vital parts. You know, it'll, it'll, the, the extremities will, will suffer because your, your body will automatically make sure that it maintains this part of you, the part that, that is life. You can do without a leg. You can't do without a heart. You can do without an arm. You can't do without lungs. You know, so it's going to protect the parts that are most vital. Well, see, we get in survival mode sometimes. And so we don't want to be generous. When there is an opportunity to be generous, we, we just kind of go, oh, no, 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 no. And sometimes it's just a love of money. Sometimes people are just plain greedy. Just plain greedy. That's all there is to it. But you know what? The more we become like God, the more apt we are to be an open vessel of generosity. For generosity just to flow through us. Um, Acts 20 verse 35 said it's more blessed 
to give than to receive. One translation of that says there is more happiness in giving than in receiving. And I think at the end of the service last week, I was telling you about a study that the Wall Street Journal had done. I went back and looked it up after I got back in the office on the next day. And it kind of went like this. It says, this study says that every time an act of generosity is shown or given, a chemical in the brain is released that produces a sensation of pleasure. So see, the Wall Street Journal didn't know what God had already said in his word, that there's more happiness in giving than in receiving. Why? Because you just love to see somebody else blessed. I mean, ask any parent on Christmas morning, who gets more enjoyment out of those kids opening those gifts, the kid or you? And some, many times it really is you. Unless Daddy had a whole bunch of stuff to put together the last night, he may not be so joyous. I don't know. You know, I saw some of those times. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. Um, let's see. Proverbs eleven twenty says, A liberal soul shall be made fat. And the Amplified it said, There are those who generously scatter abroad and yet increase more. There are those who withhold more than is fitting or what is justly due but tends only to want. The liberal person shall be enriched, and he who waters shall himself be watered. Listen, generosity goes much more than just monetary things. There are ways we are generous in other areas that doesn't have anything to do with monetary things. But, you know, the the vast majority of the scriptures we find in the Bible have to do with sowing monetarily. And yet, that's not all it has to talk about. But I you know, with the scripture that pastor, when he was doing the offering on Sunday mornings, that he always went to was 2 Corinthians 9, verses 6 through 10. Go over there real quick. I can quote you the amplified version of it a whole lot easier than I can give you the King James version. Verse 6, but this I say, he who sows sparingly shall reap also sparingly. He who sows bountifully shall also reap bountifully. Does that sound like a stingy and a generous person? I mean, that's a nice way of saying it. Okay, the stingy person gives like this, and, and the generous person gives like this. It's really what it's talking about. It's just a nice way. So give it sparingly, grudgingly. But every man, as he purposes in his own heart, let him give not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that ye always having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. You know the Amplified Version? It's on your offering envelope. It's on your statement I send you every year. You know, it's, it's at the bottom of that statement. But, you know, one thing you have to understand is that it has to come out of what you purpose in your heart. This motivation, even though, you know, pastor would say all the time, you know, God is you, this is a motivational scripture. This is a motivational passage of scripture right here, and it is. You know, when we give anything, it shouldn't be in order to get, it shouldn't be, be gone, it shouldn't be given to somebody with strings attached, now you owe me something. You know, I scratch your back, you scratch mine. It shouldn't be any strings attached to it. It should come, a generous person will give just to give, just to obey. 
You know, there have been times over our lives, I, I remember one time in particular, the church was only, a, I don't know, two or three years old. I, no one where we lived, it, could, it had to be less than two years old. And there was a, a family that had started coming to the church that really, I mean, they didn't have anything. And they had this old clunker of a car, and, and we didn't have much better at the time. And the Lord spoke to pastor and told him to give this family this money. And I kind of gulped. That was my pre-generous days. And uh, I said, okay, knowing the needs that we had. And I said, okay. So he gave these people this money to help them fix up their car. That's what he told them. I want to help you fix this vehicle. They had like, a, like five or six kids. And um, the next thing we know, they took that money. Instead of fixing the vehicle they had, they went and bought another old clunker. And I'm going, what? And he's going, he looked at me. I mean, I was just having this little fit over here. I gave them money that we could have used, and they wasted it on something that doesn't even work hardly. And he's going, listen, God told us to give. We gave. What they did with it after we gave it to them is between them and God. Our part of the transaction is just to obey God. So when you give something and people don't, Use it wisely. It's not up to you. It's okay. It's okay. When people don't appreciate it, that's okay. You did what God told you to do. This one, this one church that I know of did an experiment. They sent one of their staff members down to a local coffee shop. And, and, they, and the guy went and he told the man at the coffee shop, he said, I want to pay for the next 10 people's orders. I don't care how big or how small it is. I want to pay for their orders. And so he, the, the staff member sat down, and he got his, his little iPad out, you know, and he's just, he's just kind of, you know, working on that, you know, his little computer, and he's working on a place with Wi-Fi. So he's just kind of working away. And so when somebody would come up to order their coffee or whatever it was they were getting, bagels, you know, whatever, um, the, the man at the counter said, uh, your order has been paid for. That gentleman right over there, you know, wanted to just be a blessing, and he's paid for your order. And it was amazing that the people who only ordered a coffee would go over there and say, thank you, that was so wonderful. God, just, just bless me. There was one gentleman who came in who had this huge order of over 50 bucks. When he was told it's this this gentleman over here had paid for his order. He just went, okay. T- turned around at the you know, counter, just you know, fiddling with his phone and stuff while his order was being made. Never even acknowledged the man sitting over there, much less thank him. Listen, there are some people who will not appreciate you. So you have to be giving for the right reasons. Yeah. Yeah, and there are some people, no matter how much you give them, they're not going to appreciate it. Because you gave me this much, now you can give me more. See, I've had somebody come to me and say, you're supposed to do this for me. You're supposed to give me this. And I'm going, really? Yeah, the Lord said, you're supposed to give this to me. And I'll go, well, he didn't tell me that. And I think if, he, if this was God, he would have told me before he told you. Hmm. They got mad. It wasn't too long before they left the church. Hadn't been back. But I thought, you know, not my problem. Not my problem. You know, I, I can't let that bother me. 
I'm not going to let that bother me. If that person's got a problem with that, they're going to have some bigger problems down the road. They might as well just go on down the road now. So, you know, so just remember that you're wired for generosity. You just obey God. And you say, well, you know, how, what about if I, if I miss it, you know, and God really didn't tell me to do that? Well, then just count it as a blessing, to opportun- blessing and an opportunity that you were able to give somebody something anyway. And God will still reward that. But, you know, don't ever give out of obligation. Don't ever give because somebody put you on the spot. You know, that person, I could, I could have stood there and, and said, Oh, yeah, you and God told you I was supposed to give you. Well, okay, then, then I'll give to you. Well, you know, the next time, instead of being 50 bucks, it could be 100 bucks. Well, God said, as soon as they see a sucker, they've got you. You know, make sure God is the one talking to you about giving something or just because you just want to be a blessing. But if you do that without a prompting from the Holy Spirit, make sure that you keep your heart right just in case it comes back to bite you. You know, because people are just not, sometimes just not nice. They're just not. You know, I don't want to ever be put in a spot where I have to give out of obligation. Because when I feel like I have given out of obligation, there's no reward in that. There's no blessing coming back to me for that. You know, God expects us to use the resources that we have wisely. And he needs some people to learn how to stand on their own two feet and believe God for themselves. And you doing it out of some kind of obligation or out of some kind of guilt because you're blessed and they're not, apparently, uh, won't help them unless God told you. That's why, you know, the Bible talks about let your request be made known to God. It does not say let your request be made known to men. It says let your request be made known to God. I personally would rather have it that way for me because then I know when the answer comes that it really was God. Instead of somebody just feeling sorry for me or feeling like they had to, feeling like they needed to, you know, they just, you know, they didn't want to disappoint. You know, I just want it to be God. Just want it to be God. Hallelujah. Um, You know, you find examples of these two kind of things. You know, over in Luke where it talks about the the rich man who went into the into the, the temple, and he gave this big offering so everybody could see him. And the, and the little widow lady came along, and just when nobody was looking, just put her two little coins in. See, the rich man was looking for praise. He was looking for somebody to say, oh, man, look at that. Did you see that? Did you see how much money he put in? Listen, giving is never about the amount. Never about the amount. If it's about the amount, it's not a generous gift. It has to come from the heart. And when it comes from the heart, nobody has to see it. Nobody has to know about it. I have been so blessed these last few weeks since we started doing the sign-ups for the ladies' retreat. It has been absolutely amazing how many people have come to me and said, I want to pay for so-and-so. Or they've said, I want to pay for somebody you pick. And I'm going, no, you pick. I don't, don't leave that to me. You pick. And I'll look at them and say, listen, when you have it in your heart to give, you know, well, I don't, I don't know who to pick. I said, well, God will tell you. And I said, but when it comes to you're looking to see who God wants you to give this to, who you, you know, God wants you to be a blessing to. Listen, sometimes it has nothing to do with whether they have a need. 
Sometimes it only has to do with the fact that God just wants to bless them. So when, when you're praying, don't look for somebody necessarily who has need. Have your heart open to somebody, whoever it is, just because. Just because God wants me to bless them. Look at it that way. And I have been, I can't tell you how many people, Kendra could tell me if I ask her, I'm not going to ask you, how many people actually got, had somebody else pay for them this year. And there's been several that were paid for by men of the opposite sex who just wanted to be a blessing to some ladies. Just wanted to be a blessing. And I'm just going, that's so good. Last year I had somebody give me money and said, I just, you know, if I had a wife, I would, I would want her to go to this lady's retreat. So I'm just sowing some seed for the wife I'll one day have. And I'm going, hallelujah. That's great. That's a generous person. Nobody knew it but him and me. Just wanted to be a blessing to somebody. That's called generosity. That's the way we give. Hallelujah. But let's see. I'm going to skip a couple of things here. Let's talk about five attitudes of being generous. And right here, we're right here in 2 Corinthians. And this is where we're going to be for the next few minutes. And it says, verse 7, Every man, according as he purposed in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. First attitude of being a gracious person is give joyfully. Give joyfully. Give because you're glad to do it. You know, you get more joy out of giving just because when you recognize how much God has given to you, you can joyfully give that to somebody else. We used to sing a song as, uh, years and years ago. Um, God loves a cheerful giver. Give it all you've got. He loves to hear you laughing when you're in an awkward spot. When the odds add up against you, it's time to stop and sing. Praise God. To praise him is a joyous thing. We would sing that during offering. This was back in the, in the oh, early, early, early 80s. You know, one of those charismatic songs that somebody came up with. But the amplified version of that says, he, God, where it says God loves a cheerful giver, it says he takes pleasure in, prizes above other things, and is unwilling to abandon or do without a cheerful, joyous, prompt-to-do-it giver whose heart is in his giving. Isn't that wonderful? That's what a joyous giver is. A cheerful, joyous, prompt to do it giver. Listen, when you come in on Sundays or Wednesdays, whenever you put your tithe check in, do it joyfully. Pastor and I always pray in the, in, in the office. You know, once in a while we do it at home before I leave because I'm always leaving ahead of him. But, but generally in the office before I come out, you know, and, we, and the first thing we do is just thank God. Tell him we are glad to give. Glad to give back to him that part that he has said is his. That 10% is his. It's not yours. It's his. When you understand that he gave you the 100%, 10 is not much to give back to him. But he said that 10% is holy. It belongs to him. 
to give it back to you. But we give it gladly and joyfully. That's what we pray. We give gladly and joyfully back to you. And then we add in our offerings, you know, for the different things that are going on. Just, just adding in with our tithing, you know, just the money that goes in the general fund or, or giving our, to our building fund that we still give to, even though the building's paid for, because there's going to come a day when there's another building going to be built and there's going to be some money sitting in the bank. Then there's missions. Give it gladly, joyfully. You know, if you need to, just envision that money in the hands of the missionaries we support, blessing the lives of people they come in contact with who have never heard the word and the name Jesus. There are people out there, even in this country, who don't know him, who have never been approached by a Christian before. Oh, they've heard that name somewhere, but they've never heard a person who actually knows him talk to them. I tell you what, give gladly, give joyfully. Number two, give selflessly. John 3.16 again, for God so loved the world he gave. The NIV version of that said, this is how God loved the world. He gave his son himself. So, Attribute number two is give selflessly. And here you can talk about a lot of things besides just money. You know, there are the ministry of helps, people who give selflessly. It's amazing. I don't know if you, if you understand the kind of time the music department puts in. They come to practice on Thursday nights. Sometimes it's on Sunday mornings. They're here at what, 8.30? 8.30 some Sunday mornings. Uh, way ahead of the rest of some of you. Um, amen. And, and the youth ministry, do you know how much time the people who work in the youth ministry put in outside of church? It's incredible the kind of time they will put in into that part of the ministry all the time at the expense of their families, at the expense of their own time, of what they want to do what they would like to do, what they need to do. They put in that kind of time. Listen, the ministry, people who are in the ministry of helps need to be glad. Do it because, again, you're being generous. If you're serving in the ministry of helps, do it because you have a generous heart and want to see people blessed, and this is how you can be a blessing to them. When they do that, understand you know, that they are giving, giving, giving. A lot more than just money. You know, sometimes people say, oh, I'll give you my money, but I'm not giving you my time. Then there's other people say, I'll give you my time, I'm not giving you my money. But see, God's looking for people who will do both. What if Noah had said, I don't do boats? What if David said, I don't do giants? What if Paul said, I don't do letters? What if Mary had said, I don't do virgin births? Listen, I can, I can identify with her. I can. I mean, here, here's somebody who is, God's asking you to, to, get, to be pregnant, carry a baby, and you're not even married. Yeah, I, I can identify with that. Of course, hers was a little holier than the one I had. <laughs> what if Jesus had said, I don't do crosses? You see, every person, 
You see in the Bible, and every person who's in the ministry of helps can, can, has the opportunity, the choice to say, I don't do this. What if the people who worked in the primary department said, I don't do, ta- do primary kids. I don't do three and four-year-olds. Are you kidding? The terrible, the, and over here they go, oh, no, I don't do the terrible twos. No. I don't do about diapers. I don't do babies. I don't do this. I don't do that. I don't do the other. Listen, when it's in your heart to be generous within the things of God, you will do whatever needs doing. Yeah, but I don't like it. Don't matter whether you like it or not. It needs doing. See, I look around, you know, when, and we, we go out to the Bible school, and I will and I'll tell the, you know, the people out there, the students, say, if you're going to be in the ministry, you find out that you're in the ministry of helps. So ministry is spelled W-O-R-K. And it don't matter whether you like it or whether you don't like it. If it needs doing, you are the next best candidate to do it. You know, and it won't hurt you. I promise it won't. You know, there are people here who do things that nobody ever knows about, don't do, nobody ever sees. I know of a, a one particular person who comes down here almost every Sunday morning early and blows all the sidewalks off with his own gas blower. Just so the guy who comes in for lead usher doesn't have so much to do. Nobody ever knows that. I didn't know that until recently. There are people who open their homes up. The butlers have opened their homes up, over, I mean, for years, for all kinds of events and stuff. The, the Morgans have opened their home up. I mean, would you like to have this bunch of singles in your house every Wednesday night until who knows when they'll go home? <laughs> See, there's lots of kinds of generosity. People who are willing to give selflessly. So that's attribute number two. Number three, give willingly. Second Corinthians, that we're right here in, chapter 9, it says in verse 7, let every man give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity. You purpose in your heart what you're going to do, making sure your heart is right when you give. You know, if, if somebody says, well, you know, just in talking about tithing, you know, well, well, I, I, I can't afford to tithe. I can't. I, mean, I just look at them and say, listen, that's between you and God. I said, but if it's not in your heart, I can't tell you that, that God's going to bless you back when you're giving it grudgingly. If you don't do it out of a heart that comes from obedience, a heart that comes out of willingness, a heart that comes out of joy, then maybe you just hang on to it until you get revelation of that. Because, see, God doesn't want you to give away everything you've got and be penniless and be broke. His whole point is for you to give so that he can bless you in return. But if you don't believe that, then hang on to your money. Because all you're going to do is just make yourself poor. If you don't believe it. But, you see, I believe it. I believe it. I have believed it for a long, long time. And God has proven himself faithful over and over and over and over and over again. And there are times when I can look at a bank book, have and gone, I don't understand this. All the bills are paid. And, and we gave and we gave and we did this and we did this, you know, because God said to. And everything's taken care of. I don't, I don't understand that kind of bookkeeping. 
See, I like numbers, you know, and I want numbers to match. If there's a penny missing, you know, off a bank account, I'm going I'm to find that penny. I'm not giving up a penny. I don't care whose it is. You know, the bank will tell me sometimes, you know, if it's like 10 cents or something, oh, just, just do this. I'm going, no, 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 you don't understand. We're going to find this dime. I'm going to know where this dime is or we're going to fix it. And whether it's my fault or whether it's yours, we're going, we're going to find that money, you know, absolutely, to the, to the penny. You know, so, so give because you have a heart to give. But when you have a heart to give, God will return it to you. He will. You can't ever tell me God has ever failed anybody who gave with a heart that was willing to give. Did it because they loved God. Did it because they were willing. Did it because he said to, just out of obedience. They trusted him enough to take him at his word. Amen. Uh, four, give thankfully. You know, we talked about that earlier. You know, start off thanking God. No matter what you're doing, start off with just thanking him. Be thankful that you're able to give. Yeah, but I'm not able. Yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. God is able to make all grace, all grace, every favor and earthly blessing come to you in abundance so that you may always under all circumstances and whatever the need be self-sufficient, possessing enough to require no aid or support and furnished in abundance for every good work and charitable donation. Yes, you are able. You have to believe that. But in Psalm 116, 12 says, What shall I give unto the Lord for all his benefits toward me? What we're able to give back to him is so minor compared to what he's given to us. When you look at it in those terms, you know, I mean, there is no comparison between what God has already given to us and what we are able to give back to him. Our resources are so tiny, so minuscule, so microscopic in this big scheme of things. In, in 1 Chronicles 29, 14, the Message Bible, it says, But me, who am I? And who are these people? This is David talking. That we should presume to be giving something to you. See, David was gathering up the resources, gathering up the gold and the silver and the wood and all these wonderful things so that this would be there, you know, for Solomon to, Solomon to build that house that David would love to have built for the Lord. And he says, he went on to say, he said, everything comes from you. All we're doing is giving back what we have been given from your generous hand. Thankful. Thankful. You know, it goes a long way when you're giving if you're thankful. It just goes a long way. Hallelujah. And number five, give intentionally. On purpose. I want to see the kingdom of God blessed. You want to see others blessed. When you're giving to the things of God or when you're giving to somebody else, it's because you want to see blessing in their life. You want to see blessing in your church. Would y'all like to come in here tonight and have three light bulbs working and the air wouldn't get it down, air conditioner wouldn't get it down below 80? No. You want to come into a nice place. Well, some of you, I'm not asking some of you, no. No, 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 no. 
Listen, I wouldn't mind seeing down to 70. <laughs> but if you really want it, if you're hot, you'd go over to the youth room. They will, they will take care of you because it is cold over there, even for me. But the thing about it is you give intentionally. You want to be generous, no matter whether it's monetarily or whether it's just with your time. Or your See, I, some of these single guys, they have been such a blessing. When somebody has a need, they've gone over and helped. Somebody needs to move, they go over and help. You know, they, just, they find out about something that needs to be done, and they offer to go help. See, there's so many ways we can be generous. Um, you want to see that people see how blessed you are. And because you're blessed, you can be a blessing to them. See, I can afford to be a blessing to you because God has blessed me. Understand that seeds that you sow in somebody else's life, again, whether monetarily or some other way, maybe just spending your time with them, maybe just providing a listening ear, you know, whatever it is, God can use those seeds you plant in those people to draw them to him. Because when you're generous with people, especially when they don't expect it, usually it's a disarming thing. They suddenly find themselves open to what you have to say about the God you serve. Well, God just, you know, wanted me to bless you. Really? God? God wanted you to bless me? Yeah, he wanted me to bless you. And see, that they know that though it's coming from you, that it really is coming because of a God who instructed you to be a blessing to them. It goes beyond just you. It goes, it goes back here so you can say, yeah, God's blessed me, so I'm able to bless other people. And today it's you. But you know what? God wants to do the same thing for you. Give intentionally. Give because you're moved on by God. But give because you know that in your giving, that it can have a much bigger impact, a much more lasting effect than just a temporary need that's met in that person's life. Use it. Believe God. When you do something for somebody, there's nothing wrong with praying. You know, just say, Father, take what I can do for them and cause it to, to stir their hearts and, and for them to see that, you know, you care about them, that you want the best for them, that you want to, to be a, everything to them that they possibly could need. You know, those are, those are times we just give intentionally. Hallelujah. Remember this, con- generosity is contagious. You, I mean, we're, we're skipping over some stuff, but um, um, you are such a blessing. And the generosity I see from people in this church is contagious. You know, it causes one person sees it, another person picks it up. You know, it, it's, it's something that as a body, you make me so proud because you're such a generous bunch of people. So proud. And remember this. Generosity, because it's contagious, it's contagious because it's learned by example. When you give that as an example, especially to your children, listen, generous parents usually raise generous children. People who are not generous raise children who are not generous. 
So in your family, you want it to be contagious. And they'll only be able to do it by setting the example. Listen, we set the example in our families of generosity. We set the example in our church family by being generous. We can set the, the example on our jobs by being generous. We can set the example in our extended families by ge- being generous. We can, we can just go out there and just be the generous people that you are because God says you are. Because his nature is on the inside of you. And if his nature is on the inside of you, <clears throat> as generous as he's been, you're a generous people too. Amen. Hallelujah. Remember this, last and least, your, <clears throat> your generosity goes ahead of you and is credited to you in heaven. It goes ahead of you. There are certain works that we will leave behind on this earth, but there are certain things that we will see in heaven. When we get there, that he's going to, there are crowns, there are rewards in heaven for the things that we do down here that affect the lives of people for the kingdom. And so remember that it's not the end of the transaction here. You get a blessing because you were generous here. God's still got more blessing waiting for you in heaven. At Impact Family Church, it is our desire to see you blessed through the power of the Word of God. We have been helping people to change their world for over 25 years through our dynamic ministries and teaching. If you are going to be in the North Central Florida area and are interested in attending our services or just want more information about us, you can visit us online at www.impactfamilychurch.com.